Hi. Hello, everyone. And I was like, what? Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Got my hair braided. I washed it, so. Y'all come on in. Come on, y'all say good afternoon to me. Hello everyone. Hey, Khadija. Y'all come on in. Hey, 
Y'all come on in. Y'all come on in. I know y'all be like, Lord, listen. Y'all just come on. Come on, come on, come on. I know y'all like, what? She got a hat on and her glasses. Yeah, it's been one of them days. So I, for me, I feel like I can have one of those days. I can have one of those days. It's raining. I overslept this morning. Children was late for school. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was one of them days. So, but we're, I'm not gonna hold you long. I'm always also working on something else. Um, I don't know if some of y'all saw it, but I'm also working on um, I'm working on my conference in April for um, a conference in April from a puncher to a preacher. Amen. It's gonna teach you. It's gonna teach you. It's gonna teach you. Gonna teach us, gonna teach you. I'm just trying to wait on y'all to tune in. That's all. Just waiting on y'all to tune in. Hi, Mary. How are you? Y'all come on, like this, share this. Alright, we're going on. Let me cut this down. We're going on. Okay, welcome. To Elder Sunhawa Deliverance Ministries, Mr. and Mrs. Coupled uh, Devotions Coupled Together. Amen. Our devotion on today is We All Need Jesus. And um, it's day 18, January the 25th. We all need Jesus. Amen. And so I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank you all for following me as I follow Jesus. I pray that you receive something that... Um, your heart desire i pray that you are learning i pray that you are applying i pray that you are going back um looking at the scriptures um that i am that i have given amen and so Okay. <clears throat> so I want to welcome you all back. Um, I know some of you, 12 o'clock is good, but I explained to you all a few days ago that January was going to be very hectic because the majority of my appointments are in the beginning of the year. And so um, February is going to be so much better. And some of these, when I'm when I'm not able to come on on either 12 or 5, there will be um, pre-records. I mean, they will be already lifted up, um, pre-recorded and uploaded on that day. That's just sitting in like a little waiting a little waiting hall. But anyway, Matthew 21. So Matthew 21. Let me let me do this. Let me do this. 
a lot so I'm going to go I'm not even really sure which way that I need to go into but I'm having some issues with my phone so let's see let's just see um Okay, there. Okay, so. Uh, okay, I know y'all like, honey, get it together. Come on, get started. So I do apologize for the delay. That has truly been delayed. But I'm going to walk through this, amen, and we're going to go ahead and move in Jesus' name. Again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. For those of you who are following us, those of you who got your books, Mr. and Mrs. Um, for Couples, it's a 366-day devotion. And so I didn't start it until June the 6th because I had surgery on June the 4th. And so I didn't want to start on that area right there. Hello, Sister Venencia. How are you? And so I just wanted to start right there. Okay? So... I'm just trying to figure out, Bishop and I was trying to figure out this. It gives you a platform to um, when you do your stream yard, but for some reason it goes literally, you got to figure out where all the com the comments are coming from, which one you got to be able to, because on the thing like this is the stream yard. It goes from my um, ministry page. It goes from Bishop and I's marriage page, and then it goes to my YouTube and so I'm able to I have different platforms I have my YouTube I have my podcast I have my Facebook I have um, uh, Periscope so you know you can't do them all at the same time unless you you know you, you're gonna branch out but you know I only have like a few so I'm, I only you know I limit my destinations where I come on live at but still and all, try to get as much out as possible for the world to know who Jesus is and what Jesus does. And to teach and preach salvation um, and deliverance and repentance in heaven and hell. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So when uh, we all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. But John came to show for John came to you to show you the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. And so this is really good. So Matthew 21, 31 through 32 is, is really good. And how many of you can actually say you need Jesus? But how many of you how many of you have heard people say I don't need Jesus? How many of you how many of you all have heard um, people say 
I don't need Jesus. Let me just remind you, or and some of you, and most of you, and the few of you, and the majority of you, whether you age, race, religion, we all need Jesus. All of us. All of us, all of us, all of us, all of us, all of us need Jesus. Amen. And I don't know about you, but for me personally, I need Jesus every day. Isn't this isn't that um the song that Mary Mary sang? I need just a little more. I need y'all heard the song. I need just a little more Jesus. I need <laughs> I should have played that song for this particular uh devotion because we all need Jesus. And so our devotion reads God invites everyone to enter into his kingdom. He sees the inner city mom on welfare. He knows the criminal locked up away in jail. He sees the addict, the stripper, the corrupt and cruel among us. The message is the same to all. Repent and believe. Hey, Evangelist Nakisha. That's right, honey. We all need just a little more Jesus. <laughs> Amen. So our devotion reads, Jesus isn't impressed by credentials. Playing by the rules won't get you to heaven. He loves those devastated by guilt and regret. He hears their cry for help and forgiveness. He never turns away a broken and contrite heart who believes in him. And it's stated in Psalms 51 and 17. We need humility and grace today. Humility to remember our own need for Jesus and mercy for others who need him too. Thank God today for loving you no matter what you've done. Ask for faith to keep believing and turning away from sin. Lift up the lost around you. Believe in Jesus and be set free. Pray for a heart of compassion for everyone. And here this year alone, that's what I have been praying for. I have just been praying for people to have more compassion, to have more, um, to more grace with somebody, to have empathy, to, to weep when they weep, mourn when they mourn, be sad when they be sad. But instead, some people are just so judgmental. They got so much negativity to say. I mean, I never seen so much negativity. Somebody can make a positive post and then here comes negative Nancy. Somebody can make an somebody can say, I just need some encouragement today. And then here comes here comes negative Paul. You know, somebody always have something negative to say. And you have to ask yourself, if you're always complaining about what somebody else is going on, one or two things is happening. Either you're just unhappy and never satisfied within yourself, or you're a hater. <laughs> I mean, I mean, truth be told, you're a hater. At the end of the day, if you just can't be happy for somebody else, if you just can't see the good in somebody else, if you're always seeing negative, if you're always speaking about them, always speaking against them, you always complaining about what somebody else is going on, you're always complaining about this, you're always complaining about that, this is going on, that is going on, you're a complainer and you're just never satisfied. You're, you always got something negative to say about somebody else literally and don't even realize if you need jesus 
then maybe they need Jesus. But if you're always complaining about what they got going on because they don't have Jesus, then how about you be the light and teach them and show them how to get to Jesus so that they can have Jesus? How about that? Because it doesn't matter if that. And you know, and it's, it's funny how. It's funny how. People will. You'll go out and you'll help the homeless. But you won't help your brother or your sister. Well, the Lord told us to go and feed the, the hungry and clothe the naked. Okay, that's for everybody. What makes you think that a Christian can't be homeless? What makes you think that a Christian can't be hungry? What makes you think that a Christian can't be thirsty? You, you, because we got a smile on. And then because it seems that we're having a great day, we want to be encouraged too. We all need Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, Matthew 21. And I'm going to start at the... Mm -mm -mm, Matthew chapter 21. And it says verse 31 and 32. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start at 28. Yep. I'm going to start at 12, 28. And I'm going to go... And I'm just going to read around... But I'm going to make sure I stay within my time. Amen. So Matthew 21. Matthew chapter 21. And starting at the 20 verse verse. That's where I want to start. I want to start. I take that back. I want to start at Matthew 21, 21. That's where I want to start. Matthew 21, 21. That's where I want to start. Matthew 21, 21 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith, and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to this fig, to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. And the reason why I wanted to start at 21 is because you've got to be able to understand this devotion where it says we all need Jesus. Because it said that Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, the tax collector and the prostitutes are entering into the kingdom of God ahead of you. This, Listen to what he said, ahead of you. So while you are focusing on this over here, then these people right here that you're not giving anything to, they're going ahead of you. Like they're getting it. But because you think you have that attitude of, I know it all. So... I don't I don't need to teach this to the to the to myself or to the other I know it all. We all. See we 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 leave out that word all. We all need Jesus. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're rich, it doesn't matter if you're poor, it doesn't matter if you're famous, it doesn't matter if you're not famous, it doesn't matter if you are Christian, it doesn't matter if you're a non-Christian, it doesn't matter if you're a believer, it doesn't matter if you're an unbeliever, it doesn't matter if you are a prostitute or you are the pimp. It doesn't matter if you're the drug addict or if you're the drug dealer. It doesn't matter who you are. We all need Jesus. The rich need Jesus. The poor need Jesus. The married need Jesus. The widow needs Jesus. Mother need Jesus. Father need Jesus. I know some of you saying right now, okay, we get it. We all need Jesus. Can you just move on? <laughs> Listen, many have wondered about Jesus' statement that if we have faith and doubt not, 
we can move mountains. Jesus, of course, was not suggesting that his followers use prayer as magic and perform capricious mountain moving acts. Instead, he was making a strong point about the disciples and our lack of faith. What kinds of mountains do you face? Have you talked to God about them? How strong is your faith? And I, and I know some of you are like, well, what does that got to do with we all need Jesus? That's why we all need Jesus. And we, because we all need Jesus, we need to have faith when we recognize we need Jesus. Because it's not about you just saying that I need Jesus. It's not about saying to somebody that they need Jesus. But it's through your faith that you know that you need Jesus. So that when you're asking him for whatever that you're needing, or you're asking him to remove anything that needs to be moved, or you're asking him to fix anything that needs to be fixed because we are, he knows he knows what we need and he's telling us that we need him. So if we need him to do those things that we need, we need to have faith. Amen. We need to have faith. Listen. Verse 22 when it says in all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. So when I begin to read the devotion it said that we need humility and grace today and humility to remember our own need for Jesus and mercy for others who need him too. So remember, I always been saying, for some reason, I've been saying this scripture. I think I've been saying this scripture. I have mentioned this scripture and everything just about I've talked about in Philippians 4 19. But my God shall supply my every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So this is not a guarantee that we can get anything we want simply by asking Jesus and believing. God does not grant requests that would hurt us or others or that violate his own nature or will. Jesus' statement is not a blank check. To be fulfilled, our requests must be in harmony with the principalities of God's kingdom. The stronger our belief the more likely our prayers will be in line with God's will. And then God will be happy, then God will be happy to grant them. Amen. So 23 says, And when he was coming to the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority? And Jesus answered and said unto them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I in likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. 25 says, the baptism of John, whence was it? From heaven or of men? And they reasoned with themselves saying, if we shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, why did ye not then believe him? But if we shall say of men, we fear the people, for all hold John as a prophet. And they answered Jesus and said, we cannot tell. <laughs> and I'm laughing at this because how many times have you had a conversation with people? And they ask you a question 
and then you turn around and ask them a question and then they say well you can't answer a question with a question and that's sometimes another person's way of just not answering the question because they feel like if I answer it this way then this might be said or if I answer it that way then this might be said so what I do is I don't answer a question with a question when they ask the question I just answer it and then say well I don't know <laughs> And well, you could just be like, okay, why do I feel like this is a trick question? Why do I feel like you're trying to set me up? Why do I feel like I'm not really sure how I need to answer this question? Because I really don't know where this question is coming from. So can I just ask you where this question is coming from? So that maybe I need to know. So I need to know how to ask this and to answer this question. I don't like folks answering a question with a question. <laughs> me neither. Me neither, evangelist. It, it makes me so angry when I go to ask a question and they turn around and they ask a question. And I, and I will say, okay, you can't, you can't ask a question with a question. If you answer my question first, then I will tell you what I need or what, what's going on. Amen. And so it's, it's, that's why I laugh at this all the time because we do. We, we always want somebody to ask you a question. And we don't, and listen, the scripture in Matthew, it does tell us that when, when, uh, um, let your answer or let your let your responses be yay yay or let them be nay nay amen so sometimes you just gotta learn how to say somebody ask you a question well can I ask you a question no <laughs> I can't ask you a question nope mm -mm. well can I ask you a question sure are you gonna are you gonna answer the question I mean are you gonna ask the question so you get caught up in all of these things. And this is what Jesus said. What Jesus said, um, well then let, because he said, he said, he said, well, I also will ask you one thing, which is you tell me. And then I and likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. So even in that, we still got to see, here's the thing. Even when it comes to questions, we still got to ponder on how we need to respond to a question. And I tell you the other day, I was asked a question and I thought that somebody had had their um, Facebook page hacked, but instead of me just asking a question, you know, is your page hacked? Because sometimes you can ask and it will cause some people to feel like you're being rude or disrespectful and you're really not. You just want to make sure that you're not being taken advantage of. You want to make sure that, you know, whatever your response is going to be, is not going to set you up. You know, some people are like, um, Sure, you know, ask me a question. You know, I don't mind. And then they'll be like, well, can I borrow $200? And you just like, $200? Well, do you mind if I ask you what you need $200 for? Well, then no, because if I tell you what I need the $200 for, then you're not going to, then you may not give it to me. Okay, but that's not your faith then. If, if, especially if the Lord told you to come my way to ask me for the $200 and then if you're always going to doubt about what I'm going to say, then why ask me? My God said that just to me all the time. Well, Nana, I have a question, but I, I already know what the answer is going to be, but I'm going to take my chances and ask you anyway. Okay. Well, can I go do such and such? Nope. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. If you already know where I stand. If you already know the rules and regulations and you already know, I mean, yeah, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. But there are just some things that's going to be an automatic no. 
And then there are just some, th some things that will be an automatic yes. But at the end of the day, you know, be like Stefan. Just ask anyway. You know, hey, you may get lucky. <laughs> Amen. So, 23 says, And when he was coming to the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things, and who gave thee this authority? So, at that, I wanted to go back to read 23 because I want to get you sometimes to understand that sometimes we don't recognize the authority. Sometimes we don't recognize those who are in those positions that can actually be able to give us what we need or to help us do what needs to be done. But because we just, we don't know, but, or you don't believe. And, and, and that's the thing. So here in 28, it says, but what, but what think ye a certain man? So here Jesus is now is going to give a parable. Okay, he's going to give a parable to two sons. Listen, but you, you got to pay attention. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. <laughs> but afterward, he repented and went. Now, now, and he came to the second and said, Likewise, said the same thing. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Did y'all listen? That's why I said you you gotta you gotta hear you gotta listen. Listen. He came to the first and said, "Son, go work today in my vineyard." And he said, "I will not." Now he said he won't, but then he had. But afterwards he repented and he went on. Okay. He went to the second son and said that he'll go, but he didn't even go. Okay. Now, 31, he says, whether of them two did the will of his father. He said, which one of them did the will of his father? And they said it to him. The first, Jesus said to him, verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. He said, for John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and you believed him not, but the publicans and the harlots believed him. And yea, when he had seen it, repented, not afterward, that he might believe him. So listen, so you have to understand that this is not a guarantee that we get anything we want. In Jesus' world, as in ours, people look for the outward sign of authority, whether it's education whether it's a title, whether it's a position, whether it's connections. Because how many times your pastor, your leader will ask you to do something and because you don't respect him or his title, you don't respect him or her or their position and you're going to tell them you're going to go, but you don't. You say you're going to do it, but you don't. But then the people... That doesn't know anything about the pastor, him or her, or anything about the leader of their title or their position, him or her. They'll come off the street and they'll be like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this or no, I don't want to go. But then they start feeling bad. Their heart begins to be convicted and correction. They start feeling self-correction, self-examination. And then they'll repent and ask for forgiveness and say, 
I'll go. See, that's the thing. But when you have those people that are not humble, they have no spirit of humility, they're going to say, I'll go, I'll do it. And they will, what do you say? And don't, and don't even go. Because why? They're wanting to be seen. So in, 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 the, in the house of God, they up here and they, you know, well, yeah, I'll go and I, yeah, I love my pastor and I'll do this and I'll do that. But then in reality, no, you won't. No, you won't. No, you won't. You, you will not. No, you will not. So, but Jesus' authority came from who he was, not from any outward and superficial tra trappings. As followers of Christ, God has given us authority. We can confidently speak and act on his behalf because he has authorized us. And the question that is asked, are you exercising your authority? So let's see. How are you exercising your authority? Are you exercising your authority by being um, rude and obnoxious because of your title and your authority? Or are you exercising your authority because you have a humble heart and you have the spirit of humility and you want to continue to make sure that what you say, you're going to do it and you're going to follow through. You, and I, I put a post on my page the other day that said... Um, I said, we aren't, we are not to teach leaders to become disciples. We are to teach disciples how to lead. Is that what I said? That don't seem right. I think I said, we don't teach, we don't teach disciples to become, that's what it was. We don't teach disciples to become leaders. We teach leaders to be disciples. That's what I said. That's the thing. But what happens is, some, and it's only because, again, it's only because, again, what did I say? And, uh, well, I'm getting to where I need to get to, but it's about authority. It's about, because of, oh, let me see. Well, I'll run to the store for Bishop T.D. Jakes. I'll run to the mall for Joe Osteen. But then... I can't run to the mall for my own pastor or I can't go to the store for another pastor in, in Knoxville. Why? Because we think that those in authority has to have have to be popular. We think those in authority have to be um, have to have a million congregants. We think those in, in authority have to speak with such elegance and have to look a certain way but those who are in authority that has an authority position whether it's in Kroger's whether it's at Food City honey why it could be at the Chinese connection the uh, Chinese connection Ch uh, uh, restaurant over on Magnolia so are we so it's not even about it's not it shouldn't be it shouldn't be it shouldn't be let me slow down it shouldn't be about a title it shouldn't be about the position and that's what that's what Jesus was saying. It should not be about those that are um, that has education, a title or position or connections or because I'm connected to um, let's see, I'm connected to 
Joyce Myers. I'm connected to her. So because I'm connected to Joyce Myers, I'm only going to obey her authority. I'm only going to walk um, according to what she has going on. I'm only going to listen to what she got going on. But I, but I'm, but I have my own pastor, and I can't do what they ask. But I'm gonna say that I am. But I'm really not. That's basically right here. You can read it for yourself. How the religious leaders try to challenge Jesus' authority. And that's what people are doing today. They are challenging people in authority because they think they could look like this. I got on a I got on a hat. I got on, you know, I got on a hoodie. You know what I'm saying? And so they can't receive anything from me because I, I look like common folk. But see, that's why Jesus said. It'll be easier for a it'll be easier for um, a person to go through a let me see what did he say let me let me let me say this and I'll get back to that we the scripture says that though those Christians will will barely make it in there will be those who will barely make it in by the skin of their teeth they barely gonna make it in he said it's easier for a camel to go through the needle's eye listen i'm pretty sure that's what it says it says it's it yes it's easier for a needle it's easier for a camel to go in the eye of a needle than for a rich man to make it into heaven that's what i believe that scripture says and i'm a paraphrase let me say i'm gonna paraphrase it let me just say it like that <laughs> but i'm pretty sure that's what it says amen Amen. And if it's not, those of you are watching, correct me. Give me a scripture. You know what I'm talking about. Let me know. Amen. So listen. So um, where was? So where was? So in this particular passage of scripture, in this version that they use, they made it plain. Jesus said, "Truly, I tell you, the tax collector and the prostitutes are entering entering the kingdom of God ahead of you." Because we can't recognize who our true authority is. Yes, we are we are to serve. We are to serve. And when you are ministering, you're serving. But and so if so if so if you have Jesus, then you're gonna do what Jesus wants you to do. Amen. So listen. Where was that? Right here. So So we're okay. So right here. So the Pharisees demanded to know where Jesus got his authority. If Jesus said his authority came from God, they would accuse him of blasphemy. If he said he acted on his own authority, the crowds would be convinced that the Pharisees had the greater authority. But Jesus answered them with a seemingly unrelated question that exposed their real motives. They didn't really want an answer to their question. They only wanted to trap him. Jesus showed that the Pharisees wanted the truth only if it supported their own views and and causes. Y'all don't even understand how true that is. Some people will only want to connect to you because of what they can gain from you. Some people will only want to try to trap you because they do want to set you up because of authority. Whether they believe you have it or whether they believe you don't have it. It, it just, it just, I'll set it right here. Listen, 
So, um, in 30, where it says, and he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And he didn't even go. The son who said he would obey and then didn't represented the nation of Israel in Jesus' day. They said they wanted to do God's will, but they constantly disobeyed. Again, and here's what happens. We, when we continue to ask you to do something and you continue to say that you will and then you never do it. So when we stop asking you to do things because you're not consistent, you're not, you're not faithful, you're not faithful, you're not consistent and you're not committed. So when we stop asking you to do things because you're just saying that you will because you're in front of the people and you're trying to win status from who? Them people? You're disobeying you're disobeying true leadership and then you're obeying false religion, false teachers, false preachers. That's the thing because of authority. Because do you really believe who Jesus is? Because when you don't feel like you need Jesus, you're taking matters into your own hands. You're doing things according to what you want. You're believing in what you believe and that's it. Period. So the son again who said that he would go well no he just said no he said go to work he said and he came to the first said go son go to work in my vineyard and he answered and said i will not you know but i like that i will not how many times have you somebody asked you to do something oh i will not how many times have you go to the store for me i will not can you go to the mouth of me? I will not. Can we go to this? I will not. Can I have? I will not. How about I will not? <laughs> you just that blunt. But because you have a heart for the Lord and because you have a heart for God and your conscience will weigh on you and you'll have your self-examine, you'll, you'll have self-correction. That's why it says you'll turn back around afterwards and repent and go. Even though you may not want to, but because your heart, <laughs> because of Jesus. When you don't have Jesus, you don't have compassion, you don't have sympathy, you don't have anything. But when you have Jesus, you have love, you have patience, you have meekness. Amen. So, um, where am I? 33. Jesus says, here's another, here's another parable. Listen. Jesus said, here is another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about and digged a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandmen took his servants and beat one and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. But last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, They will reverence my son. But when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him when the lord therefore of the vineyard cometh what will he do unto those husbandmen and they said unto him he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandmen 
which shall render him their fruits and their seasons. Jesus said unto them, did you never, he said, did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth, bringing forth the fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. And 45 and 46 says, And when the chief priests and Pharisees had heard his parables, they perceived that he spake of them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitude, because they took him for a prophet. Listen. The main elements in this parable are six things. One, the householder, God. Two, the vineyard, Israel. Three, the husbandmen, the Jewish religious leaders. Four, the householder servants, the prophets and priests who remained faithful to God and preached to Israel. Five, the son, Jesus. And six, the other husbandmen, the Gentiles. Jesus was exposing the religious leaders' murderous plot and trying to teach us with his love God finally sent his own son, his perfect life, his words of truth, and his sacrifice of love are meant to cause us to listen to Christ and to follow him as Lord. If we ignore God's gracious gift of his son, we reject God. Jesus refers to himself as the stone, which the builders rejected. Though rejected by many of his people, he will become the cornerstone of, of his new building, the church. Jesus is quoting from several Old Testament texts. Isaiah 8, 14, 15, 28, and 16. So y'all go back and read these. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 14 and verse 15. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. Daniel chapter 2. Verses 34, verses 44, and verses 45. He uses this metaphor to show that one stone can affect people different ways, depending on how they relate to it. Ideally, they will build on it. Many, however, will trip over it. And at the last judgment, God's enemies will be crushed by it. Christ, the building block will in the end become the crushing stone. He offers mercy and forgiveness now and promises judgment later. We should not wait to make our choice. We should not wait to make our choice whether we want to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior of our life. We have to make a choice if we need Jesus or not. If you need Jesus, you're going to accept him. If you don't need Jesus, you're going to reject him. Either way, it just said, either you want to do what you need to do down here and receive um, 
the promises of the Lord until the end or you don't receive Jesus while you're down here and when you get to judgment and you're standing at the seat of Christ you're going to be judged every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess amen so you have to make a choice you have to make a choice in following the right person that's in authority which is in which which is Jesus Jesus is the authority over everybody over everything and over every place you just have to make up in your mind who you want to serve and who you want to have authority over you do you want to have somebody have authority over you that's going to lead you wrong or do you want to have somebody in authority that's going to lead you in the right direction that's going to keep leading you to Jesus Christ because you can say you're going to do something all day long but action speaks louder than words action speaks louder than words because John 3:16 says for though John 3:16 I'm just going to read it to you John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus, Jesus did not come to destroy the law or the prophet. He came to fulfill the law and the prophets. So that's what you have to understand. We have prophets in this world that is to lead us in the right direction to bring judgment to the things that we don't do or we do do. Because if we know to do and don't do, we shall be beat with many stripes. If we don't know and don't do, we shall be beat with a few stripes. Either way, you're going to be beat. Either way, you're going to be beat. Amen? So... The prayer of our devotion, Lord, keep us free from pride that says we deserve your love. May we keep believing, may we keep obeying, and may we keep loving the lost in your name. Are you loving the lost in Jesus' name? Are you loving the prostitute in Jesus' name? Are you loving the pimp in Jesus' name? Are you loving the drug addict? In Jesus name. Are you loving the drug dealer? In Jesus name. Are you loving the liar? Are you loving the manipulator? Are you loving the deceiver? Are you loving the witch? Are you loving these people who you don't even like? Are you loving them? Are you praying for them? Are you interceding for them? Are you exercising your authority according to Jesus Christ? Those are the questions that you have to ask because we all need Jesus. If I fall by the wayside, help pick me up. If I'm doing something that doesn't need to be done, help show me right. If I'm at a place that I don't need to be, help bring me out. How are you exercising your authority by the person that has the authority over you, over this world? Over everything that we go through in this life. John the Baptist. Said repent. Because the kingdom is at hand. 
repent because there's someone coming that's that's more worthier more worthy than I am that I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes I'm not even worthy to even take his shoes off but he but he but I served him and he serves others do you know Jesus do you have Jesus are you following Jesus are you picking your cross up and following him because we all need Jesus so Lord I just thank you for allowing me to come on here one more time giving your word to your people by your by your will and your way continue to cover me continue to keep me continue to lead me and guide me because everybody is not the same everybody is not going to teach the same everybody's not going to preach the same Everybody is not going to give the same. Everybody is not going to have the same. But what is the same? The word of God. Who is the same as of yesterday, today, and forevermore? The Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father. Never changes. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. Know that I'm praying for you. For those of you who are tuning in just now, go back and watch the replay. I pray that this encourages you. I pray that it bless you. Continue to trust God. Continue to keep him before you. Continue to have faith as much as a mustard seed. Continue to speak to those mountains. Continue to pray. Continue to fast. Continue to hold on. Continue to ask the Lord to increase your faith. Ask the Lord to increase your gift of discernment. Ask the Lord to strengthen your mind. Ask the Lord to strengthen your walk as you talk. Ask the Lord. And whatever you ask in his name, he will do it. You can find that in John 14, 14. So I thank God for another opportunity to teach Bible study. To the Mr. and the Mrs., to the Miss or the Mrs., to boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, mother, father, sister, brother, uncle, aunt, niece, nephew, cousins, grandparents, everybody. Everybody. My prayer is that I am able to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. To offer salvation to the world, to the lost. Jesus said, I don't sit with those who are, who are sick, who needs a physician. The physician that heals. The physician that binds up wounds. The physician that frees you from captivity. The physician that delivers you and gives you peace and salvation deliverance healing jeremiah and jeremiah said there's a bomb in gilead why do you how come you don't want to be healed when there is a bomb in gilead why do you not want to be healed when there is a physician that is here to heal you amen amen so stay encouraged know that god is still god know that he is a healer and he is a mind regulator he is a heart fixer Know that he is right here, right now, to help you, to free you, to deliver you. 
You got to get your own self together. You got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. So if it's God's will, on tomorrow, I will be back here with Mr. and Mrs. Devotions coupled together. Amen. Tomorrow, it is the open arms of God. How many of you want to just rest in the open arms of God? That is a question. Amen. So God bless you all. Know that I'm praying for you. Know that God is interceding for you. Know that he loves you with, with love and kindness. He will continue to draw you. Amen. If there is someone that needs to be healed, set free and delivered, show them what some of these um, Bible study lessons, these teachings that's on or, 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 you know, you encourage them. Get them to read their word. Get them to read the Bible every day. Get them started where they need to be. One man plants, another man waters, but it's God who gives the increase. Amen. Amen. So know that I love you, but God loves you more. And if it's God's will, I'll see you on tomorrow at 5 p.m. Yes, I will be on tomorrow at 5 p.m. Amen. Amen. And I will talk to you all later. Again, thank you for tuning in. So when I do, turns into I don't. The vows of the vows. Mr. and Mrs. Devotions coupled together. Bible study. And no, today is not day 15. I just forgot to change it. But it's, today is day 18. Okay? Okay.